1: Welcome back everybody to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. As always, I'm Andrew Jordan, your co-host.
0: And I'm Emily.
1: And we're really excited to have one of our good friends, Jacqueline Crane, on with us today. Emily, you want to introduce our topic?
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking about journaling. Yay! Um, I've had like a love-hate relationship with journaling for my whole life. I feel like I always have these really ambitious goals to journal at least once a week, and then I do it for like two weeks, and then that's it for like at least nine months. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to talk about journaling with Jacqueline. Um, she has a lot of great content on journaling, and she has beautiful lettering. She What would you call it? Like a letterist? A person who has A hand lettering artist. A hand lettering artist. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, before we get into our topic, let's do our Pobody's Nerfict, our little fail segment. Okay. Okay. I have mine today, and then Jacqueline's going to share one. Um so, yesterday I had someone message me for my business. Um, I do watercolors and I have like prints and customs. And so, someone messaged me about ordering a specific print. And they asked, This was a Wednesday. They asked, Hey, can I, if I order this right now, can I have it by Friday? And I said, Yes, perfect. Like, I have some in my inventory. I'm going to the post office today. And so,
1: and it wasn't just like, Is there a random print for somebody? It was...
0: Oh, it was, like, a big deal. Like, her neighbor had gotten in a car accident, and the mom was, like, really injured, and the little boy died. And so, like, she wanted to give this print to the family. And so it was, like, really urgent, and I was like, okay, yes, definitely I can do this. Um, And I, like, promised her, and yeah. And then I get home to get it out, and I don't have one in my inventory. And so I, like... And I had classes all day, and so I was like, I, I I, can't even do anything. I don't know what to do. And, like, printing it would be, like, complicated and stuff. So it was just, like, a big complicated mess. And Andrew came and saved my life. He is such a sweetie. He did the whole, like, printing process and shipping and everything. So not really a funny fail, but definitely a fail on my part for promising something that I couldn't. And... uh Making it really complicated. And she
1: stresses so hard over these orders. So every if oh, yeah. you ever order something from her, it it like eats at her if she messes up or oh, yeah. if she like,
0: well it's unprofessional, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not funny at all, so <laughs> Oops. but definitely a fail. And I've learned my lesson from that. So Yeah.
1: Alright. Okay. Okay, Jacqueline, you ready?
0: Well, I can add the funny here.
2: Okay. So let's go. <laughs> Mine's a little bit old, but a, a good one. So when I was dating my husband, I was in high school and he was in college. He's a year older than me and he's a professional musician. So he normally will practice anywhere from four to eight hours a day and his main instrument is saxophone. And that is so crazy.
1: Four to that's eight a long hours? Time. Yes.
2: Yeah. He's, he is a little crazy, <laughs> he's nuts. but he's really good and that's what makes him good at what he does. And so, I being the sweet girlfriend, you know, high school girlfriend that I am, I was like, I want to text him, see how he's doing. And instead of texting, How is practicing sex? my yeah. autocorrect <laughs> filled in a little bit. And, you know, you know, yeah, you can practice some sex there every now and then. <laughs> Let's say we'll just, we got oh, over man. that barrier pretty early in our dating. That's so I, funny.
1: I really hope that his parents <clears throat> happened to pick up his phone one night when you sent that text. That's awesome.
2: I was pretty embarrassed, but he thought
0: it was funny, so it was good. <laughs> That's really funny. I've had a lot of those moments. One time I was texting my dad. And I was telling him like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm sitting in the office and it wasn't sitting. It was the other eyes word and he's like, you're what in the office? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, autocorrect doesn't do well sometimes. Yeah. No, nope. Yeah.
1: It's funny though. Yeah. I'm kind of happy. It is funny.
0: There. Yeah.
1: All right. So, Jacqueline, now that you've told us a really funny story, can you let, our, let us and our listeners know a little bit more about you, like where you're from, what, what are you doing in life, all that kind of good of stuff? Of
2: course. So, I like to put it in a simple and sweet sentence. I am a marketer by day and a hand letterer by night. So, I... Uh, so, are like superhero Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am a marketer. I love words. I love letters. And I love putting them together in fun ways that can connect and communicate with people. And so, during the day, I work at an agency here in Provo, and we do a lot of content writing, press releases, social media for tourism clients, mainly, which is really fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so at night, I come back and I run Fontabulous Designs, and I hand letter and do a lot of that.
1: So, Fontabulous Designs, that's the, your... That's my company. Yep. Okay. Yep. I know, I know that, but like, (laughs) they don't know that. Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so what do you do that you sell? Like, what is it that you actually sell?
2: Yeah. So I'm starting a shop where I'll be selling practice worksheets and prints and things like that, as well as a lot of freebies for church journaling and visual journaling as well.
1: Cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited to kind of explore those topics as we go throughout today's podcast. Me too. Or today's episode. As Emily-, <laughs> Emily like always gets on because I say like this podcast instead of saying this episode. Well,
0: because I feel like the podcast is Outpost of Heaven. The episodes yeah. are like each episode. Yeah, but
1: I feel like I don't know. I listen to a lot of podcasts that call each episode like, okay, this podcast, and in this podcast we're going to talk about, but they're referring to like that episode. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I'm probably wrong, but anyway, throughout the episode we're going to talk about some of those things. All right, well, should we jump into our topic?
0: Yes, let's.
1: Okay, we probably should think of a new phrase besides jump into. But I feel like we say that every We say episode. that all the time. So I apologize if <laughs> it's annoying. In. Let's, let's dive in. Let's dive let's, in. Let's flip into our episode.
0: Let's pounce in.
1: Let's slide right into our episode. Okay. Okay, yeah, we got so <laughs> we are going, or episode, we are going to talk about journaling.
0: Awesome. Okay, so let's start first with journaling Why do you think it's important to journal, not just in the traditional sense of, um, like, sitting down and writing what you did that day or how you're feeling, but, like, I know that you've dappled in different kinds of journaling. Why do you think it's important to even do any sort of journaling? Yeah, I've
2: always been one, like I said, I love words, I love writing, and I've kept a lot of different journals throughout my life, Uh, some better than others, some more frequent than others, and I think it's really important that we document and record our thoughts and not only our thoughts but it's it's important that people realize how real our journals are Mm -hmm. a lot of the times i think we idolize or we think someone's perfect and obviously none of us are we saw that in our opening segment but it shows our journals show that we're not perfect and it shows what challenges we're able to overcome through what we write
0: Mm -hmm. okay Yeah, Um, I feel like when I open my journal and sit to write, I'm like, I mean, I don't say Dear Diary, but it has like a very like Dear Diary type of like sound, and then it always like hears all my problems, and then I like don't journal for a long time. So it's like nothing's ever resolved, I don't know, like someone reading my journal in the future is going to be like, what the crap is this?
1: Like, this chick has problems.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It never got resolved.
2: (laughs) But I think that's one of the benefits of journaling too, is that... It provides that sort of healing for you. You were able mm-hmm. to write it down, get it out, and kind of just move on.
1: Yeah. And hopefully you, you
2: felt better when you were done. Do you, yeah. so I know
1: because you're a big advocate of this, I'm assuming you have lots of experiences kind of backing that up. Do you have kind of like a maybe a not so intimate or like not extremely intimate experience or example of this where like you wrote something down and it kind of helped you work through a problem?
2: Yeah. So when I just started hand lettering, I began doing more of the visual journaling style where I would use my hand lettering skill to create more of that beautiful spread you would see on Instagram or Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember in church, I was sitting there and I was struggling just personally with school and marriage and life. And I ended up just writing it down. And to this day, if you look through some of my instagrams it 's covered in sticky notes, so you can't read it but it um but it just really helped and after that, like we we came home from church, and I felt a lot better, and we were able to kind of talk about it, it writing about it helped me voice it, mm-hmm. and then my husband was able to listen, and we were able to figure it out
1: yeah, I guess that makes sense. We know I think a lot of us have had this experience where we've had something that's bothering us, and we can't get over until can't get over it until we voice it and we talk to somebody about it but getting from the point where you think you have a problem to the point where you're able to voice it can be difficult and so journaling can kind of help you bridge that gap it's kind of like an intermediate step between like recognizing an issue and voicing it because that's a difficult step to make Mm -hmm. and so if you can make it a little bit easier i can see how that could be really helpful
2: yeah, it helps to separate some of the emotion from the facts, too. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, whether you're writing that pros or cons, you know, chart, that can be a form of journaling as well, making that big decision, figuring mm-hmm. out what, what exactly is the problem or the issue mm-hmm. or what you're trying to make your decision mm-hmm. based on.
1: So who do you write your journals for?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I think each one is different. It depends on which journal we're talking about.
0: Do you have separate journals for things? I
2: do. Yeah, this is
1: my journal that will be burned (laughs) upon my death, and like this is the journal that gets to go to my posterity, and then this is the one that gets published. It's like (laughs) three different. It's
2: true. It's true. I don't necessarily have like a burn journal, but. Um, but I do have one for my church journaling, the visual journaling, mm-hmm. and I have another one that's just for the very personal stuff. I do, since I do hand lettering, I share my church journal a lot. And even though those are full of personal thoughts and spiritual moments, I don't necessarily share the really deep and personal mm-hmm. thoughts that go into my my diary, I guess you could right, right. call it. Mm-hmm.
0: So. They're absolutely beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. You have to check out her Instagram and see some of those church journaling pages. They're so pretty. Yeah, I can't even imagine that you like do that by hand because. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's printed. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice, but so, I think anyone can do it. Um, so, do you see any other benefits from journaling besides the ones we've talked about?
2: Yeah, there's yeah. actually been a lot of studies okay. that have talked about different benefits of journaling in addition to you know my personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that kind of I can attest to is that journaling really boosts your comprehension and the memory of what you write down, what Hmm. you actually remember. And I've really noticed that. Like you'll notice in church, in Sunday school, they'll ask you, you know, what did we learn last week, right? Mm -hmm. And at first, you know, no one can answer, right? (laughs) Everyone stares (laughs) stares at the ceiling. (laughs) Um, But as I started doing this visual journaling, I realized that I could answer that question. And I was almost surprised when I made that realization Mm -hmm. Because I could remember, and it wasn't necessarily the fact that I had written it down, or maybe it was, but it was also the fact that it was very visual, and instead of just writing something down and forgetting about it, I liked what it looked like, or I liked the fact that I had accomplished something and it looked beautiful, or maybe it didn't look beautiful, but I could still look back and see that visual note
0: style and remember it better. That's really cool. I, like, struggle with my memory. I feel like I have a really bad memory, and it scares me. I'm like... (laughs) I hope I don't have like Alzheimer's too soon, but yeah. <laughs> um, it does scare me that I, I really struggle with remembering things, um, little details. And then also like family vacations and stuff. It's like, okay, well, I know I went there. Don't really remember what happened a lot of the times, um, which is really embarrassing and sad, but I think that like, I would love to make a new goal to journal, not for anybody else, but for me and my memory so that I mm-hmm. can better remember the, the phases we're in and the things that we're doing as a family.
1: Yeah, and I notice a difference specifically when I have like a handwritten journal as opposed to like electronic. Whereas like we've talked about this before, I am a huge proponent of like electronic scriptures and taking notes on on your phone and on your computer and whatnot. But I notice a difference when I'm recording information by hand versus typing it out. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, something about like the actual writing uh, makes it stick. And I've read. Actually, I've never read the study, but I feel like every professor I've ever had has brought up that study. Like, in write class. it down by hand and you'll yeah. remember it better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I've definitely noticed that. I haven't, tr- I haven't, I haven't tried it out with journaling specifically, if there's mm-hmm. a difference, but.
0: Yeah.
2: No, that's really true. And actually, I did bring a quote with me that actually right. goes along really well with Perfect. that. Let's hear I it. think you guys will like it. It's, uh, it's by Elder Scott. He said this in a general conference in 1993 and it says knowledge carefully recorded is knowledge available in time of need spiritual sensitive information should be kept in a sacred place that communicates the lord to communicates to the lord excuse me how you treasure it this practice enhances the likelihood of receiving further light
0: that is so cool and
2: I really, I think that's so true. I mean, writing it down shows that you're being really careful and intentional about what you're writing down. You don't have the capability of typing at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And so you have to really be careful and intentional about what you write and what you know the Lord is speaking to you and what yeah. you're receiving.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's a lot like the the parable of the talents mm-hmm. in the New Testament, like how the Lord gave three different servants talents and he rewarded them based off of like, how they showed their care for those those talents, and I think uh, writing something down and like committing something like committing a thought to to paper uh, kind of shows the Lord like hey I'm taking care of this thought that you gave me. I'm not like just mm-hmm. letting it pass over and so when he sees that we're taking care of it, he's willing to to give us more.
2: yeah, that's another benefit as well is. When we write down, you hear, you know, goals, January is is a time for resolutions mm-hmm. and new year or even mid-year. And when you write down the goals, whether in a journal, a piece of paper, planner, then you're being intentional about that and you're showing, you know, Heavenly Father and the Lord that you're striving to mm-hmm. become better.
1: And you're keeping yourself accountable because mm-hmm. I feel like we've made goals sometimes that like we don't write down or we write down and put it in a place that we don't see very frequently. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes time to, like, review our goals or go over our goals again. It's like,
0: where did we write that down? What what goals did we make? What what did you say? It was
1: something about Jesus, but I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Um, But uh, this past... So we do six-month goal-setting blocks is how we do it. um, From October to April, then April to October. And uh, we wrote ours down on, like, a big...
0: Like a whiteboard, whiteboard. Mm-hmm. and then
1: we put it in our bedroom so like we constantly see it, and that's made a huge difference. I feel like because I'm constantly it's there, yeah, being reminded of what the goals were. Mm-hmm, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a big benefit of 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 not only recording it but knowing where it's recorded. Because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like sometimes I record <laughs> things and then I can it. never go back to it. Yeah, because I don't know where it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Do you want to go move into the on struggles to Oh wait, yeah. What's stopping us? Yeah. Okay.
1: My thing, while you gather your thoughts about what's stopping us, my big thing is I hate reading my journals. I go back and read my journals, and I'm like, I sound like such a schmuck. Like, like
0: Yeah, I understand. Yeah.
1: My
2: teen journals are like that. Let's yeah. not go back and read those. Yeah, teen journals are
1: <laughs> awful. Like, Even like from a couple of years ago, I go back and read them. Uh, like When I was a missionary in Russia, I go back and read those, and I was like, man, I was such... I I don't even know. Like I feel like I was writing it, like imagining. You know, you see those those movies or in documentaries, like when somebody's journal is quoted. I always mm. write my journal as if you're being as quoted. if someone is going to quote my journal, oh my goodness. and so it's <laughs> awful.
0: Do you mostly write about feelings, or thoughts, or what you do?
1: Um, I think it, it's mo- it's mostly f- feelings and impressions. Okay. Not so much like things that happen like some some things but usually i don't record like events as much as i know you do you focus more on events yeah
0: i hardly ever write down my feelings it's mostly like today we did this or like we just took a family family vacation we did this 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 and this we saw this and i hardly like ever talk about what i liked about it or like why i felt a certain way about it or yeah so i think i don't know for me what's I guess the big question is what's stopping us from, like, having a habit of journaling. Um, Is I I think I'm intimidated by my journal, honestly, because it's not what I want it to be. And I don't know how to make it what I want it to be. Because I would like to be, like, open with my feelings and, like, write all this stuff. But it's almost like I'm just, like, too scared or too intimidated. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, Jacqueline, our expert. Yeah.
0: So I've
2: I've kind of come up with two barriers I think are probably the most popular ex- not excuses but mm-hmm. things that but are yeah are like intimidating stopping factors us. yeah are. and the first one is just fear fear in general um, fear from you know fear from it not turning out the way we want it to be or the fear that you know we'll we'll hate it when we reread it mm-hmm. um, and that's something I felt myself and sometimes you kind of this is my mom you know coming out or my parents you just <laughs> gotta get over it <laughs> um and I think the more you start the more you write the more you get into it I think the more it, it'll be okay mm-hmm. I mean this is something that you're creating for yourself and yeah. you kind of just have to give yourself permission mm-hmm. I love that phrase you just give yourself permission to write what you want to be yeah. what it needs to be mm-hmm. and
0: to have it live in that moment I love that Okay, I'm giving myself permission. Starting now. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna start. This is my new goal, guys. I'm gonna start yeah. keeping a journal regularly. Okay, well, let's let's face this next part. Yeah, the second <laughs> barrier time, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time, we just think there's not enough time. Yeah. There's, okay, I see that. There's not enough time. I need to write all these feelings, and there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a lot of the times, one of the things that helped me when I was struggling with that was a gratitude journal. Okay. Um, I literally wrote three things a day. It was three bullet points. That's it. And I just took five minutes. What am I grateful for today? Which
1: is a lot more doable. I I feel like I I have... The second one is a big thing that I struggle with because I'm like, okay, I want to do this. And so I sit down and I, I write and I feel like because I haven't written in like a year i have to like kind of catch Catch up up. on the past year and so it takes me like an hour riding to try and catch up everything i call it even just like the macro events that happened over Mm -hmm. the past year but it takes an hour and i'm like i can't do this every week like i can't put or every day i can't put an hour in every day
0: yeah but but if you were doing it regularly you wouldn't put an hour into it it's like the whole feeling that you have to play catch up when really you don't have to you're just like and I feel this way anyway so like I just expect myself to like play catch up quote unquote um but I can't tell you how many pages are written that are like sorry to play catch up again <laughs> like, <laughs> like can't believe I haven't written in nine months like yeah. that seriously like who like, are you apologizing to like I to? don't know yeah like we're
1: apologizing <laughs> to, to <myself>? the void <laughs>
0: To, like, my great-great-grandkids? I don't well, know. I probably won't read it anyways. Yeah, and anyway. I mean, that
2: we all feel guilty. I mean, I've totally felt that. And, I, again, you just have to give yourself permission. It's okay. okay. Nobody's perfect. And I'm starting again. I'm starting fresh today. Love mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So I've heard you talk a little bit about bullet journaling in the past. Can you tell us what bur- bleh, B- bullet bur- journaling bur- bur- bur-
2: is? <laughs> bullet journaling has become really trendy in the past probably couple years mm-hmm.
0: and which
1: shows how out of the loop i am <laughs> just in case you guys are all feeling this way i have not heard of bullet journey yeah. bullet journaling until we started preparing for this episode yeah so. i've heard
0: of it and i've seen a little bit but i don't really know and i'd love to find out yeah so, so bullet, the easiest way to describe bullet
2: journaling is probably the fact that it's just everything in one it's your mm-hmm. diary it's your planner it's your health tracker it's your sketchbook it's everything all in one okay so there's no pressure to try to have, you know, the five journals or the church journal and the diary and, the, and everything else. And probably the best example I have of this is my mother-in-law. She's an artist for, as a profession, mm-hmm. and she literally just puts everything and anything into her journal. She'll tape pictures in, she'll, you know, paint all over the pages, she'll write stuff, she'll put her planner in there, her grocery list, you know, you name it. And it's mm-hmm. all in this journal and she carries it everywhere. I
1: think the, lo- the farther cool. you got into that sentence, the more sparkles got were in Emily's <laughs> eyes. Well, just throw glitter.
0: Like, Emily, wow. <laughs>
1: Emily's like getting more and more excited about this idea because Emily's so also an artist. It could be so. like a,
0: like this mesh of like your whole life in one book. Yeah, and I'm like that. Another it,
1: is there something attractive about that idea of having like, or in in a society where we're so focused on being like hyper effective, like there's kind of something attractive about this idea of this place where we can just kind of like blow up ourselves onto a paper. Yeah. Right? And so like <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't need to be super organized or super pretty. Like it's just everything I am just goes into this one thing.
0: Yeah. I think though you know, from what enough. I've seen of bullet journaling, like the ones I've seen anyways, <laughs> they are very structured. Or they are very, like, organized, but they yeah. have everything there at the same time. Yeah, that- so
2: there's a lot of different ways to do mm-hmm. it. I mean, if you literally look up bulletjournal.com, they have the one they're going to sell you, and it's it's got kind of that past-present-future setup. So you can set it up where you have, you know, your year planner, you have your six-month planner, and then you have your daily planner, right, mm-hmm. where you're writing down your to-do list every day and you're mm-hmm. writing down your events that are happening each month, the Christmas party, the birthday party, the whatever it is. And for me, I it has kind of morphed into whatever I needed at the time. So when I was in school, it was very much the planner and very much the to-do list. And now that I'm not in school anymore, it's very much like, oh, I need to write my my birthday list and what I'm going to get everyone for their birthday this year and you know what what am I watching on Netflix you know what's my (laughs) to watch list and what's my to read list what's my book Mm -hmm. list where do I want to travel this year it's
0: I'm like so happy because I love list making so this is like (laughs) yeah so it's your dream journal (laughs) this is like my dream yeah (laughs) I'm like smiling (laughs) really big this is great Yeah, is this something that you would ever be interested in I don't know
1: I think it's some form of this. Probably okay. my version of this would look nothing like your version of this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this is something I need to look into. Would okay. this, would this be something you'd want to buy or do you want to like make your I own? I think
0: I would want to make my own. Do you make yours or do you buy them? I make mine. You make of yeah. course
1: you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't imagine you. At a... yeah. Yeah. Is it a diff- I've never seen an example of this. So Is it something that's difficult to make?
2: Or... No, and that's the beauty of it too is, again, you can make it what you want it to be. So there are tons of examples on Pinterest or Instagram of kind of the minimalist version where it's just a few boxes and you write in the boxes. Or I have a couple spreads where I really wanted to try illustrating a flower that day or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and so I have that in the corner, and I have colors, and I used different colored brush pens, and I lettered the title or whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
0: That's amazing. I bet they're so gorgeous. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I really like this idea of like kind of capturing like all of yourself in one place because I feel like if I, I juggled like the multiple journals where I, I rarely write in like my traditional journal, but I have like a, a, jur, a journal I use when I study my scriptures. Um, and then I have like a promptings journal. So if I'm ever, if anything happens, I haven't actually used that one in a couple of months. I need to get back on that. But um, where like if I receive any promptings, I will write those down. Uh, but I, I think having all of it in one place just is, is kind, of, kind of gives a more holistic picture mm-hmm. of who you actually are. Whereas, like, if you read any one of those five journals, you would you wouldn't get like a full picture of who you are. And so I think it's a really yeah. cool idea for that sen- In that sense.
0: Yeah, I really want to do this. Okay, <laughs> this is really cool. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so you've also talked a lot about church journaling and notes, and I know you're really passionate about that. Um, and your, from what I've seen on Instagram, is absolutely gorgeous. So what oh, do you, you have to say about church journaling? Oh,
2: you guys, I love church journaling. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is something that doesn't really need a lot of pressure. You really just, like I said, need to give your permission, yourself permission to start. Mm-hmm. And so what happens with church journaling or visual journaling, as I can often call it, is I will bring my, my notebook to church every week and... Instead of you know writing the notes and fading off and falling asleep or you know my mind losing itself in the to do list for the week, I actually try to figure out how I can visually compile what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling into a beautiful spread. Mm-hmm. And so that works really well for artists and for hand letters like me. Um, Not and, uh, for people
1: like me, but I'm, <laughs> it is very beautiful. I've seen it. It's, it looks really and good. And it could
2: be. I mean, you can do minimalist versions of this as well, where you don't have to be a letterer to do it. And that's Mm -hmm. what I love about it is I have a a simple style sheet on my website and honestly, you can do tall letters, you can do fat letters, you can do letters with a slant on it, or you can put a box around it, you know, draw some triangles. I mean, you can Mm -hmm. do whatever you want and you're really just adding that visual aspect with shapes or letters or whatever to make it that memorable and more meaningful so can, can you
1: give us like an example? Like, so say you're sitting in church and you're listening to a, a sermon or presentation yeah. or whatever it is. Um, what types of
2: illustrations do you do? Yeah, so let's, I guess we'll just take last Sunday for an example. So we had a speaker who mentioned a story in their talk. And so being kind of, I've been trying to do a little bit more illustration. I don't feel totally comfortable in that sphere, but um, I drew the story. I'm like, well, I might as well draw it. And so one of my weeks has a little rock climber and he's climbing and falling off the wall or hanging from it or whatever was in the story. Obviously mm-hmm. I don't remember all of it. But, <laughs> <coughs> but But there
1: was a rock climber. Yes, there that.
2: was. And next to it I just wrote a few lines of what the story was about and what the meaning of it was and if and then, you know, in the next box right next to that I did a little quote of what he was talking mm-hmm. about. Um And it just kind of goes from there. I mean, you really just get into the flow of it. And, like, General Conference is a great example. You've got quotes and stories and new announcements, new temples, like everything you can imagine. And you're just...
1: For those of you who don't know, General Conference is a a meeting that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has twice a year uh, where they have a bunch of speakers and it's like what 12 hours 10 or 12 hours over one weekend yeah (laughs) it's like it's this really long weekend with lots and lots of sermons basically Mm -hmm. so that's what she was referring to but yeah Mm -hmm. and i I think um one thing that you kind of have to do to be able to be in a place where you're like okay with with doing this um or really taking any kind of meaningful notes is like being okay with listening to what heavenly father wants to tell you and not every single word that the speaker mm-hmm. is saying exactly because sometimes like when you're like when you're listening to a sermon uh or a presentation or someone giving a speech um or a talk you part of you like wants to it like, goes back to like your kindergarten or like your elementary school mode and you like, have to record all like, the words and everything. like the major points that they're saying when that's not the way that the Lord speaks to us, like those people are up there talking, but like the main communication that's important is between you and heavenly father. Like those words can be great yeah. and they can be like uh, things that lead to promptings or ideas or the ideas that heavenly father can send. You. you can have almost nothing to do with what is being said, but the importance of like being confident enough in your relationship with heavenly father to just step back and be like, okay, like, so this person is saying this, but I feel really prompted to record this thing or to draw this picture, even though this picture has nothing to do with what is being said, mm-hmm. um, this is what I feel Heavenly Father is wanting me to hear.
2: It's so true. Yeah, a lot of the times, and a lot of people will be intimidated by it. I mean, you'll go on my Instagram, you'll see all these pictures. I actually do a lot of it in pencil first, um, mm-hmm. and then I'll go in and pen it later just because I've had that happen where the Spirit spoke to me and I completely erase this huge chunk that I was just <laughs> uh-huh. working on and I write something new. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes I will do it in pen and there are times where I have a spelling mistake or even where I didn't even finish that thought. And it's just some pen kind of sentence that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not even mm-hmm. complete, yeah. but there's just some beauty about it that it is imperfect and it's
0: beautiful in it's imperfection. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I might struggle with like doing church journaling, but, how do I even phrase this? Getting so focused on the journaling part and just like not listening anymore. Have you ever experienced that where you're like, oh wait, I'm still supposed to be listening to this sermon or something? Yeah. Um,
1: It's kind of like the balance because like at some point you need to, to some degree, you have to be willing to step back and like listen to Heavenly Father. But then you can also, on the other side of that, you can stop listening just because you're really into your doodle or whatever it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: There have been times where, you know, I'm trying a new flower I learned, you know, the other night or found on Pinterest and I'm still listening, but maybe it's just not not necessarily not worth writing down. But Mm -hmm. it just didn't speak to me that day. And it doesn't mean that I'm not listening Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm trailing off and thinking of this flower and the next thing you know I'm thinking, Oh man, I should get my ministering sister a flowers this week or you know something that ends up coming to you and I think heavenly father knows we're imperfect he knows we're not yeah. going to listen the whole time because we're human <laughs> and and to be
1: fair like i don't even know how much um of an effect journaling would have on this like like church journaling would have on this because we often zone out when we're doing nothing and we're just staring at the speaker yeah. So like yeah, it's true. <laughs> if, like, if you're going to zone out doing one or the other like you might as well zone out while you're trying to listen and record yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just staring and not doing So funny. Yeah. Yeah, for I think our big struggle was going to be doing it's this with kids. kids. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think I could do it Yeah, right like, now, like, at this point in my life. Like right now like
1: we go to that. church to like help them feel the spirit and like help establish habits but like our the majority of our gospel learning and growth happens outside of church. Yeah, right. It's
2: true. And maybe it's something that you can be an example to them through. I know Mm -hmm. I gotta speak about my mother in law again. She's an awesome (laughs) example. But um being an artist, she would give my husband and uh, you know, their their siblings a notebook and she'd say, Okay, like do what you want, but this is your church activity sort of a thing. You know, I Mm -hmm. mean, a lot of the times you see kids coloring or playing with toys. And Uh this was just sort of a way where she could say, you know what, listen, don't listen, but here's your outlet Mm -hmm. to, you know, do what you will Mm -hmm. with. And a lot of the times I'll look over and my husband may not totally be listening, but (laughs) he's drawing the speaker and I'm like, holy cow, like, that really does look like yeah. him, you know. <laughs> yeah. that's his way of remembering. And from the perspective
1: that's of a parent, it's much better for a kid to be drawing something random than to be beating a car against a wooden pew. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: yes. or trying to escape.
1: Yeah, which is our frequent. Or smashing
0: problem. Cheerios, into the little. The worst is things. graham
1: crackers though. Oh
0: dear. Graham crackers. It's all. <laughs> it's like we'll get a vacuum at church
1: one day because there are graham crackers, everywhere.
0: Yeah, we're like, oh, we cannot leave this <laughs> It looked mess like here. someone
1: like dumped out a sandbox.
0: It yeah. Was awful yeah
1: anyway journaling (laughs) so um how do you want to go to this next part are we ready
0: are you ready Jacqueline yeah
1: so um as with everything we want to everything we do we want to bring us closer to our savior so how has journaling specifically brought you closer to the savior and what advice would you have for those people who are wanting actually answer that first question first
2: cool and this one is a hard one. I think I I pulled out some of my past journals this morning, and I was looking at them, trying to think of an answer that would be, you know, worthy of of the episode <laughs> for for this. And you know, I couldn't I couldn't find a good one. And I really it was just really fun to look back and see you know certain meetings that stuck out to me. And I realized you know Heavenly Father has said in the scriptures multiple times like we learn line upon line. Mm-hmm. And I realized, I think my relationship... Which is
1: funny, because you were journaling
2: <laughs> Yes, <Online>. exactly. <laughs> okay. And page by page, day by day, like each experience or each, each intentional choice to journal or mm-hmm. to create something, no matter who it's for, whether it's for me or Instagram or, you know, whoever, it brings me closer to him because I'm trying to be better and because I'm writing down and recording my life.
1: Yeah, I like that because it it kind of helps me set the like proper expectations for myself that I don't need to expect journaling to lead to some kind of like, miraculous big change. Like what I should be expecting is that over time it will change me and it'll bring me closer to yeah. the savior. But I, I shouldn't yeah. expect like oh, I started journaling and I had a vision of angels the, that night. <laughs> like it's it, it is a lot more incremental than. Uh-huh. Which is comforting, because then I can start it, and then, like, if I don't have some big thing happen, or like, some big change, I can be okay. Because I can think, okay, this is normal, like, it's totally fine, mm-hmm. and I don't have to be disappointed if I don't f- feel, like, a big, dramatic change.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree.
2: Yeah, it goes back to that same quote we mentioned earlier, like, the intentional choice to write it down and that practice of doing that enhances your likelihood of receiving further light. Heavenly Father knows that you're trying. Mm-hmm. He knows that you're making that effort. And slowly but surely, I think you will find that your your spiritual capacity is growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I will say specifically, I've seen in my life, I don't know if you guys have had this experience. I'm sure you have. But as I write down things, especially when I am studying the scriptures, I find that my understanding of that thing like, greatly expands. Because you... you we probably, if you read the, script, the, the scriptures, the scripture frequently, <laughs> if you read the scriptures frequently, you, you've probably seen this where you have, you like come across a verse and you think, oh, that's a really cool idea. That's a really cool verse. And then you just keep reading and then you don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But if you stop and say, I really like this idea, I'm going to start writing about it then you write one sentence that totally captured the entirety of your idea that you had when you first read the verse. But then by the time you finish that sentence, you realize, oh, there's more to that idea. And that idea just keeps going and going. And all of a sudden, you spent more time thinking about that one idea than you did like reading. And so I found in my life that my understanding of the scriptures greatly increases as Mm -hmm. soon as I start writing down because The ideas keep coming as I decide to record them.
0: Yeah. Um, I just keep thinking back to bullet journaling too. If you're doing certain things in your bullet journal or in your planner or wherever it is that you do this, like the gratitude journal in it, um, like your points of gratitude for that day, like that could totally bring you closer to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Um, Or things that... um, stuck out to you that day or I used to do a little segment I guess on like how I saw at the hand of the Lord like what are the tender mercies yeah. of today um, so if you're doing anything like that in your journal or your planner that would definitely yeah. bring you closer to the Savior I think. Yeah.
1: and the Savior really wants us to like not compartmentalize our lives like, like you're not supposed to check your religion at the door when you go into work or you go into a sports game or whatever it is like, like you're supposed to be an example of the believers in everything you do and I think for me I'm thinking about I bought a journal recently for work. It's like more like a a planner, I guess, but tomato, tomato, right? (laughs) Um, So I I bought like this planner uh, specifically for work. um, And I was planning on using it just for work, but I think I'm going to try and apply some of these bullet point or bullet journaling principles, because if I do that, then like my, spiritual relationship with the father can come into my business relationship because it's not going to be segmented it's not going to be yeah. compartmentalized like so it's going to it's going to help me be not just record my experiences more holistically but help me be more holistic in my approach to these different aspects of life mm-hmm. because I won't just be focusing on oh I have you know these business appointments today like, I'll I'll also have in there like spiritual promptings or things I want to do for my wife or for my kids so I really like this idea. I'm excited for this. I mm-hmm. almost like want to get a new another journal so I can <laughs> use it for the next two weeks before. The, so we're recording this in mid-December. Uh-huh. So like, I almost want to get a new journal just so I can start this for two weeks. Yeah. And then, and then
0: start a new one in 2020.
1: Yeah, but I have my new 2020 one. Like, it has like the, right. it's like by the actual date. You days. can
2: do it. Yeah. Get one of those pocket size. Yeah. It'll be perfect. Maybe I'll do that just
1: so I can practice it for two yeah. weeks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll
1: do that.
2: I'll
0: to yeah. yeah. do that. Cool. So Jacqueline, what would you say to the person that's struggling to
2: journal? Oh, you guys, there's so much I could tell you. Okay. So I've kind of already mentioned the first one. It's, you've just got to give yourself permission to start. Yeah. Give, Mm -hmm. and I I can't say that enough. Give yourself permission. I'm very much the type A, almost perfectionist. Like I've struggled with those tendencies and you really just have to say, okay, I'm going to let go of what it looks like, of what it becomes, I'm just gonna try, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. start. We're just gonna see you know. what happens. Yeah,
1: And you don't have to take pictures of it and put it on your Instagram. Exactly, right. no so one has to see no it. No pressure, you don't have a, a business based off of this, you don't have to publish your, <laughs> your personal journal. So that, that's comforting, so well, just give yourself permission.
2: Yeah, and that's the second point, is don't compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. I think I spent a lot of time looking on Instagram and Pinterest for ideas, and as much as ideas are great, I, I wanted mine to turn out exactly like theirs. And it's not going to,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the difficulty with that, like, it's not just saying, oh, I'm not going to compare myself to others. It's like changing how you value or how you, like, measure happiness or how you feel happiness. Because when we're measuring ourselves against others, it's it's not that we're, like, consciously saying, like, oh, I'm going to measure my, my success against their success. It's like we value, like, the... I don't know, like the visual product or like the Instagram worthiness of something. (laughs) Uh, And like, we have that expectation as opposed to thinking I'm doing this for fill in the blank. So how would you help people figure out what they're doing this or what their purpose is, what their reason is if they haven't figured it out?
2: Yeah. So I think I would, I would think about maybe a goal. I would I would say okay what is something in my life that I either want to document or something that I need to document? Uh, there was a time in my life where I was struggling with some health problems, and uh, my doctor said you've got to do this test. I was struggling with breathing, and so he said you have to do this breathing test every day, at least twice a day. I was like, oh crap! How am I gonna? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. life, life is crazy. How am I gonna do that? Um, and so I took my bullet journal and I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. And I made a chart and I made a graph and obviously that's not something I would show anybody. (laughs) No one wants to see that, but it was helpful for me because it was something I, I kind of beautified it. Something that I was really struggling with. It was really hard and I made it beautiful and it's this beautiful chart with flowers and I even did a line graph and I could see myself improving and see my health improving. And it was, it made that experience a lot better. Mm -hmm
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
2: There's also, we've talked about a lot of different journals, a lot of different things, a lot of possibilities, and I think you could get overwhelmed with the gratitude journal and the gratitude points and the work journal and the and the planner and the to-do list and everything. And I think if you're struggling to get started and you don't know where to start, Maybe pick one thing every day or Mm -hmm. create a list. Use your first page of your journal to create a list and say, okay, these are all the things that I could record. I could Mm -hmm. record events of today. I could record feelings. I could record, um, you know, the to-do list or health or, you know, trackers or whatever it is. Create that huge list at the very beginning and just get it all out. And then if you're not feeling like you want to share your feelings in your journal today, do three gratitude points. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not feeling like today was a great day, then say, okay, well, I know last year was a great day on this day. I know, you know, maybe my sister got married last mm-hmm. year on today mm-hmm. and I didn't get a chance to record it. So I'm going to record last year today. That's cool. And yeah. you can just choose. You don't, it I doesn't really have like to be the same.
0: Yeah. To just like gather a giant list and then just pick one every yeah. day. Yeah. That's it can really be your cool. personal
2: prompts.
1: Yeah. That's nice.
0: There was um in when I was like a youth, like twelve or thirteen. When I was a youth <laughs> when I was a youth. <laughs> sounded silly. Okay. Well we our uh, church leaders gave us this like journal jar thing with a bunch of prompts on them. Yeah. And I had so one of those. like for like a half a second of my life because obviously I quit on myself with journaling all the time. But I would like pick out one of those prompts and it would say like I don't know, talk about your first pet or something. And then you would just, like, kind of go into that more and, like, write really, like, mm-hmm. about that thing. And there was just, like, a whole jar full of these little ideas. And so, like, that's a really good idea, too, if you really don't know where to start. You don't know what to write about. Mm-hmm. I know there's tons of ideas on Pinterest and all over the Internet for that. So. Um, my biggest takeaway from this was to give myself permission, I think, um, to just, like, break down the fear of other people reading it or... Of it not becoming what I want it to be, and to just tell myself, you know what, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm sticking to, and I don't really care if it doesn't become what I want it to become. Eventually, it probably maybe will, Um, but it's not going to if I never start. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway was probably something we talked about towards the end, talking about like finding our why we're doing this, because I Mm -hmm. think it's been difficult for me to to be happy with um, the end results of my journaling and to find the commitment to keep journaling uh, because I've been writing for like the idea of posterity. Like, oh, my yeah. posterity is going to go through and read my journals. I better so, sound wise. Yeah, I better sound wise. <laughs> yeah. uh, instead of looking at it as a benefit to me right now in this mm-hmm. moment, as in, instead of looking at it as a way to improve my life right now. And I think thinking that's what I'm about. Like that's like one of our, like our big passion things in our marriage is like just improvement and progression and looking at it as that, as just like a, a means for personal progression, personal improvement in the moment and not just some like benefit that may or may not come cent- not centuries like or decades from now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, that makes me really want to engage in this. Yeah. So that's my big takeaway. Yeah.
0: I do it that. for you. Don't do it for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I like that
1: a lot. Do you have a takeaway for our for our listeners? You want them to, if you, there's one thing you want our listeners to take away from this episode, what is it?
2: A journal is what you make of it. It's what you want it to be, and whether that's lettering or art or writing, it's it's yours. Yeah, I like that
0: a lot. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being here with us tonight.
1: So one more time, if our listeners are you know are interested in what you do and they want to follow you, maybe they want to uh, purchase something from you, where can they find you?
2: Yeah. So, I we've mentioned my Instagram. It's Fontabulous Designs. Um, my website is also FontabulousDesigns.com. I have a lot of blog posts um, that you can get started and get some tips. A lot of freebies for templates and things like that. And if you're local here in Utah and you want to do a church group, private lettering group, or anything like that, I'm available and ready to do that. Let's that's get you really started. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome.
1: All right, we will we'll definitely send all of our listeners your way, and we'll put all that information that she listed in uh, in our show notes.
0: Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, if you like what you're hearing over here at Outposts of Heaven, the podcast, make sure to leave us a review um, and a rating. And come follow us on Instagram at Outposts of Heaven. We really love chatting with you guys.
1: Yep. So. Do all the good things.
0: Yeah. Okay. See ya.
1: Keep the faith.